Zero in the morning show, 8 o'clock, headed to Dallas today. <clears throat> Voice feeling much better. Dallas Baptist tonight. Ross Hubbard will join me again for the call. 6.35 first pitch. It'll be a uh, 6 p.m. pregame show for you tonight from down at uh, Horner Ballpark. Very cool. I hope uh, a lot of Sooner fans, very impressive crimson and cream crowds over the weekend in arlington i know it's a work night a little tougher but hopefully we'll have a bunch of uh people in red down there tonight it'll be packed that's if you if you are on the dallas baptist campus tj that's what you do you go to the baseball games so the whole campus shows up it's kind of fun it's a it's a good college baseball atmosphere uh i'm sure there are more people want to chime in on this uh subject tj are there some more text messages regarding the uh, football topic that we've been on? Well, I, I've seen a lot of them here just basically um, hitting on OU's not at the talent level, top to bottom, that some of these SEC schools are. and that. Why do you think that? Oh, they're, they're saying this. I, I'm not saying no, no, that. Why, why do people out there They're, they're coming why back at you, you saying, saying, yes, OSU's been good in the Big 12, Talent-wise, look at the draft. Look at what the SEC does year in and year out in the draft, top to bottom, compared to OSU and some of the guys they put into the league. On and on, the talent levels greater at those mid schools is what they're saying, basically, which is um, probably true. Yeah, probably true. Also, they get a boost because they're in the SEC. Also, if you take Alabama and Georgia out of the mix, it's not probably that big of a difference. Yeah. Um, now, why is the talent difference like OU's been uh, in the in recruiting rankings? I saw this the other day. <clears throat> OU three, Texas four, of the new SEC, the new sixteen-team SEC. OU's had the third best classes the last is it three or four years. Texas has had the fourth best classes the next. So this is where talent comes from, is recruiting, transfer portal, that kind of stuff. Why do you look at SEC rosters and automatically say, well, their talent levels are a lot better than ours? I think a lot of that perception is just on both lines, uh, both sides of the ball, which is Why? probably true. Why? Um, bigger, tougher, stronger, and they do put a lot <laughs> of dudes into the league. I don't know why that is, just because it's no, I mean, true. why do you think that? Um, I'm not talking about Alabama and Georgia. I'm talking about everybody else. There's a perception when 
when uh, they run out there in their SEC uniforms, look at those guys. They just got a lot more talent than we do. Yeah. I remember that when Ohio State came to Norman, okay? Ohio State came to Norman and won. And the the postgame story was, well, I mean, you saw the obvious difference in talent there. One team was loaded with talent, and the other team's got a long ways to go. And the very next year, OU went to Columbus with the same dudes and won. Talent is a popular thing to say. Do you think everybody in the SEC has a more talented roster than Oklahoma does? No. Of course not. No. I'm not arguing with you here. The uh, text No, I'm I'm not necessarily (laughs) talking to you. And I can't answer for what they're saying here, why they they feel that way. I know it's a perception. It's because they're scared of the SEC. They, they begged to be in this conference for years, and now that they're going into it, they're terrified of it. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Talent is so good. The coaching is so good. The stadiums are so big. The crowds are so good. The traditions are so good. It, it just get over it, man, and realize what Oklahoma football is. Are they going to win the national championship every year? No. But they've won more than everybody except for Alabama in that league. Everybody. Part of the reason we've been doing these facts of the day every day, TJ, is to try to remind people what Oklahoma football is. Start stacking up title, national championships and Heisman trophies, and you're going to get in line behind OU. Well, a big part of that is you're going on 24, 25 years now without one of those titles. Uh, to change that perception, OU's got to win. And I think someone said here that that was what Teddy said, too. So is that this is up to OU to change the narrative? Well, of course it is. Yeah, and it is. I mean, that's the, that's the answer. So We are doing a talk show on February 20th for a season yeah. that starts on September 1st. Obviously, we can't do anything about it until you can go out on the field and play. Absolutely. But the perception of Oklahoma football is – going into this league from the people in this league is disrespectful. Not for everyone. I'm sure it's not from everyone, but from a lot. And a lot of pundits and a lot of fans. It's disrespectful. The idea, first off, they think Texas is better than Oklahoma. They A lot of them think Texas has a better football program than Oklahoma. That's hilarious. They had a better year last year, and even last year Oklahoma beat them. But it is is a lack of knowledge, and it is disrespectful the way a lot of them feel about the Oklahoma football program. And quite honestly, a lot of our own fans feel that way too. Well, look at A&M and how they beat their chest. They've accomplished nothing. They've accomplished nothing, nothing. and they They have all the money. They have all the high-ranking recruiting classes for year after year after year. None of it means anything for them. That's the perfect example because Texas A&M went from the Big 12 to the SEC, and they are the exact same same program. program. Exactly the same program. It it didn't suddenly go from seven, eight wins a year to three, four wins a year. Right. It's going to be tougher. I'm not trying to tell you it's not going to be tougher. The games are going to be better. They're going to be more entertaining, and uh, 
generally they are going to be it's going to be a deeper tougher schedule than what we have played the last several years but the big 12's had some good teams and when the big 12 has gone head to head with the SEC it has won the majority of bowl games there have been some high profile losses that have hurt the image of the league mm-hmm. and the SEC's better don't get me wrong it's better but it isn't this seismic gap that I think some people think it is. And even going forward now, this may be a completely different discussion in 10 years. I have no idea if there's going to be an SEC or if there is what it looks like. What co- College football now, all of a sudden, game uh, general managers. We have general managers. Uh, with all the NIL, and this world is changing quickly. So, I was a little hurt we didn't get the call about the general manager. I did. Talk. Maybe I oh, did. did? I, they they interviewed me. Uh, has it been? Has it officially been announced yet? I don't know if it's been officially announced, but you know they've floated some stuff out there. So I feel like that we would have been a natural because of all do you the know great how ideas good, we've had through the years. Do you know how uh, many uh, moves Sam Presti has made because exactly. of us? Thank you. Thank you. But Joe no, OU has to get their NIL in order. They have to figure out the new world of college football. But that goes for everybody right now. Everybody's trying to figure this out. And uh, my point is, I don't know what the SEC will even look like in 10 years. or if we're sitting What's there looking Alabama going to look like in what, two years? What's, what's Alabama going to look like this year? Like, yeah. their world just changed yeah. way, way, uh, way more than any other program in the country this offseason. That train might keep chugging right down the tracks. But might. But it, it might not. It didn't before, Saban. No. It hit what? for, uh, you know, their runs every, you know, whatever it was. Eight, nine years they would hit and be a good team. But it wasn't consistent like that. It wasn't that they were just reeling off uh, elite season after elite season. So more so than Michigan losing Harbaugh or any other coaching change or any program changing conferences – uh, be it going from the Pac-12 to the uh, the Big Ten, OU Texas going to the SEC, Alabama's world changed more than anyone's, I think. Okay, here's the question. Ten years from now, when we get together to celebrate our 30th anniversary of this show, hmm. OU's been in the league for ten years. Yes. Where do they rank in the SEC over that decade – Let's just say wins. Let's just do the simple thing. If you add up all the wins for the next 10 years in the SEC, where does OU rank? Broken Arrow Fat Boy will say uh, pump the sunshine, but I'm going to say top four. I think it's easily top four. Yeah. Uh, Top three is what I'm willing to say, but I'll go top four. I think based on current form, you've got to go Georgia one. Yes. And... Uh, not not having any inclination that Kirby Smart is going anywhere mm-hmm. that could change next year, and then that changes everything. But sure. as of right now, I think you got to go Georgia one. Sorry, I had a cough. And then I think it's a toss up for two. Uh, with with what has happened to Bama, right? I think Bama, Oklahoma, LSU. I mean, maybe maybe LSU. It, it, they're, they're in a fight for two. I'm not putting Texas in that conversation. No. 
not, because not over the, the course of is the run with Texas. Texas about to become something they've never been before? Texas was a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team. Oh, you won 14 conference championships. And, what, Texas won three? And credit Sarkeesian. Looks like they're going in a better direction. I agree. But I agree. they also could drop off a cliff, lose five or six next year that people are predicting with OU, and go back to losing four I games a year I don't have faith in them that over the next ten years they're going to have more wins I than have, Oklahoma, LSU, It's or what Alabama. we just said about A&M. I have more faith that they'll be an eight-and-four consistent team. Yeah, I'd say I, I like your top four, and I think I would say top three. I would say my you have to say right now Georgia won just based on current form, and the head coach seems to be firmly planted, and they've got a juggernaut kind of going right now. But And I would say Oklahoma and Alabama, with the tradition of their programs, Oklahoma's going to be recruiting at a higher level now in the SEC. That'll be a good dogfight over the next 10 years. No Nick Saban in the picture. Remind us in our uh, anniversary, 30th anniversary show to revisit this topic. <laughs> okay. And I get it. You're like, yeah, you're the, oh, you play-by-play guy. Of course you're going to say this. And you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm wearing something OU probably right now. I don't think I am. We're on a station I mean. in Norman, Oklahoma. Right. We're the home yeah. of Sooner fans. I get it. But, it, again, take the step back, okay? We're, ta- we're talking long-term here. Take the step back and look. LSU, what, four titles, three Heismans. Georgia, four titles, two Heismans. I mean, just do the overall scorecard on this thing. Bama's is better. That's it. That's it. And it isn't in the Heisman category. It is in the national championships category. South Carolina, get out of here with that. Kentucky, get on your way. Vanderbilt, ha. Missouri, please. Texas A&M, they're not any better than they were in the Big 12. Arkansas, are, are, are these schools going to beat us from time to time? Sure. Mississippi State? Even Ole Miss? Ole Miss has never been anything, Teach. They just had the first 10-win season or 11-win season in the history of the school this past year. History of the school. You're getting fired up with your voice. you got to calm down, Toby. you got to calm down. Florida was trash until Spurrier came along, and they kind of have been since he left. Well, Urban Meyer. Forgot about him. Yeah. Since Urban Meyer left, they've been inconsistent. Uh, this person says, take Alabama and Georgia out of the SEC, and they still have seven championships over four teams versus the Big 12's one for one team in the last two decades. It's better. It's better. There's no doubt. But what you're saying is they have seven championships with four teams. So remove Alabama and Georgia. Why wouldn't Oklahoma be in the mix of winning those yeah. championships? Thank you. Why wouldn't they be LSU winning a couple of those, Florida winning a couple of those? Why wouldn't they be in that conversation? Because they have been historically. Yeah. So why would you say that OU is not going to be better once they get into the SEC and the get situated has into been, the conference? The argument has been with OU and the Big 12 that if they could get to the SEC, they could recruit better and they would be more battle-tested yeah. for the postseason. That's my point with that. So why are you changing your mind on that now? Not you. In general. No, I, I got you. Those of you that wanted OU to get out of this conference to go to the SEC, that was the argument. They will recruit better. We've already seen that's a fact, right? Especially on the defensive side of the ball. And they will be more battle-tested for the postseason because they've had to week-in and week-out battle in the SEC. The, the biggest concern for OU and 
going years without a national title, I don't think is based on the conference they're going into. It just got harder to win a national title. You keep adding teams to the playoffs. You keep adding rounds. It gets harder and harder to win a national title. That's my biggest concern. Can you put it together and win multiple games in a row to get to the one game to play for the championship and get it? Well, More steps. We choked, we choked a couple away, too. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You couldn't get the one done. Uh, why should I believe you're going to get multiple done? That's my biggest concern, not the conference they're going into. Yeah. Right. But that should well, be the I concern for everybody. Well, I think we've convinced everyone that we're right. I think everybody <laughs> out there listening is nodding their head. Yeah. Good job, TJ. Uh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show, Toby and TJ with you. RK Blatt brings you this hour. They've been bringing you great customer service and helping you with network solutions and office management for over, oh, 70 years now. Been doing it since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. They're going into the SEC. They're not expecting to dip off. They've got a long history of great fax machines. They ain't scared. Uh, A few texts here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Zane in Oklahoma says, I'm sorry, uh, but going forward, the only problem Texas is going to have is that they suck. That's true. Mm, That's That's been a long-term issue. They've never really addressed. Uh, This Tennessee 615-er says, they're playing against better defenses consistently over the years. We were winning those Heismans and Natties. I love OU more than anyone, but I'm keeping it real. I'm optimistic that we'll be able to raise our game, though, and rise to the top. Okay. I don't, uh, That's the, the thing. That. That's the thing. Is OU where they want to be right now? No. They, they've been going in a different direction under Brent. They have a different vision of where they were and where they want to be. But that's my point, too. When you get to this conference, why wouldn't that get better? Even better than what it's been, and it's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids want to play for Oklahoma. They want to play football for OU. That's not going to change. It's going to grow. Right. So, like, is it suddenly now they're in the SEC and all these kids in high school are like, boy, I really wanted to be a Sooner, but not in this conference. I better go play for Georgia. Well, what sense does that make? Some will say that. Yeah. Some will say that. Yes, yeah. you're going to lose recruits to Georgia, to Alabama, to the others. Uh, the early <laughs> same returns, as you were doing now, but the early returns on and it's very early. The early returns on recruiting to an SEC schedule with the current coaching staff is a significant uptick in defensive recruiting. That's what we can judge so far. So. Hopefully that continues because that's the side of the ball that's been the biggest struggle in the last while. Cactus J mm-hmm. says, when OU made the jump to the SEC four years ago, that was true on recruiting, etc. NIL has changed all that. Not as big of an advantage anymore. Recruiting or what? 
Uh, I guess What's that's not what as big there. I guess NIL is changing the game, is what he's saying. So no, they they've got to adjust to the NIL. They're they're learning it just as everyone else. Yeah, but I think they're in they've a good got spot. a different approach to it than some people do. Right. Missouri saying we're pushing all our chips in right now. Yeah. Because we're Missouri, we're only going to hit once every fifteen years. This is our window. We're hitting now. We're pushing our money in. Ole Miss, we're pushing our money in. We only hit once every fifteen, twenty years. We're put or ever. We're pushing our chips in. OU is not in that approach. Yeah, I would say there's two different approaches, and OU seems to be right there in the mix in the NIL game. Uh, there is the the approach that we have seen Texas A&M, Miami, and now Ole Miss and Missouri employ, which is what you just accurately put out there, which is we're going to buy a great team. We're going to try to buy all the talent up and hope that our coaches can make it work from a chemistry standpoint and strike while the iron's hot. Again, short sample size, but the short sample size has shown that to be a disastrous uh, strategy for Texas A&M and Miami. No one's benefited from it yet. We haven't seen M- M- Missouri and Ole Miss is is uh, the jury's out. I mean, w- next year we'll find out whether it's going to pay off for them or not. The other strategy is what you've seen most of the big boys employ. Ohio State had a very productive portal year this year. But most of the Oklahomas, Alabamas, Georgias of the world – have said we're going to be competitive in the NIL game. We got we got a lot of money. We're going to we're going to give out a lot of money. And Oklahoma has given out a lot of money. But we are not going to overpay for the and, and risk the chemistry of our locker room and not be able to deliver in the long term. We're going to handle this like a mature profitable business would handle it. We know what our program is worth. We know what the players at each position are worth in this program. And if you don't want to play for us, then we'll go find somebody that does for that amount. And the teams so far that have up and won the national championship since we've gone to this, again, short sample size, have been in that kind of that philosophy range. So time will tell if there needs to be an adjustment. Time will tell whether the NIL is going to, continue to be a thing or look like it does or whether we're going to unionize and who knows where college football's going yeah that's what i'm saying 10 years you may have general managers are coming along now that may be real things that you're signing kids to you know here's your three-year deal at this amount of money come play for us i i am glad that OU just hasn't said give them whatever they want we just gotta get that guy they're not gonna do that nor should they sacrifice everything, pay him five times what they're worth. We don't want him going to Missouri. Not, that's a bad business, man. That's, and this is, that's what this is now. And they do have a lot of athletes benefiting from it. They've got a lot of athletes under NIL deals right now. Yeah. Across all sports. Uh, uh, More so than Danny, any other program, right? The fact that, that Danny Stutzman and, uh, and Billy Bowman are still here is because they were able to rework some things for them. And right. So I, they're being very successful right now in the NIL. I know that there's a lot of, uh, in the recruiting world, if you follow it, you know, breathlessly, then there's frustrations as you go along that you lose out to a Missouri or you lose out to whoever along the way for a guy. But they've also gotten, what, top 10, top five recruiting classes, top 10 the last three years now under Brent. Yeah, which is and what Ohio State done very well. 
Ohio Sooners kind of hitting on that here. He says, how is, NL, how is NIL hurting OU when the recruiting has been much better than before the NIL became a thing? So, I mean, all of that's improved. Um, this 405 the, the problem has been they have gotten in on some high-profile five-stars that this isn't a problem, but the, the issue has been. OU, on the defensive side of the ball especially, the last many years has not been in the conversation for high-profile five-stars. Under Brent Venables, they've started to get into the mix for those. And they landed David Stone, and they've landed Billy Bowman, and they've landed, I guess Bowman came in under the other regime, but they've landed, uh, 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 what was its name, the five-star that came in, uh, Peyton, Peyton, Bowen. Uh, Peyton Bowen. And they will continue to do so, but they've also been in the mix for some and lost out, and that ticks people off. We were in the hunt for this guy. We thought he was coming to OU. He went somewhere else. They paid him more. Why aren't we paying what they're paying? That's that's the frustration. This texter says, I wish folks would stop making it sound like BV is at the intersection holding a will filled a competitive team for food sign. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, there is the impression that I think on both sides by a lot of people, like, how lucky are you to be in our conference? I mean, you're not going to win any games, but at least you get to chant SEC. What an honor it's going to be for you to be in our conference. Get out of here with that. Oklahoma's a monster, man. They're, they are coming in with intentions to win. Conference championships and national championships. OU's intention is, when we revisit this topic in 10 years, to make us look like liars because we thought they would only be second to Georgia. How dare we? That's the intention here. Mm-hmm. Not to win seven and a half games a year. No, that's never that's never their goal. I mean, it is, but add add several games to that. Well, at the eight, at the seven and a half, at yeah. halftime of game eight, that's their goal. <laughs> right. That's the goal. Yeah, right. Uh, shifting to a baseball question here, and then I think we've got uh, someone that wants to ask you a couple of baseball questions on the line. Bobby and BA says, Toby, should I be worried about Easton? Obviously not at the plate. He's no. raking. Right. Let's just keep an eye on it. It was a uh, disconcerting opening weekend behind the plate. There were a couple of troubling signs there. But it's just one weekend. So the the good news is they have obviously a talented other guy there in Muddler. Uh, if they need to go to that or they need to make some adjustments with things. But um, it's just one weekend. So let's see how it goes the next couple of weeks. And then we can readdress this topic. Maybe. How would you answer that, Teach? I'll, I'll say it's... Uh, it has caught all of our attention. Yeah. It's much like the basketball team has uh, the neighbor Wilson peeking over the fence. We're peeking over the fence at yeah. Easton. <laughs> Just right. like, let's keep an eye on it. It's it, 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 The opening <laughs> weekend was concerning. Yeah, I got concerned when, you know, balls get past you, whatever. You have a rough day behind the plate. That happens. But when he combined it with some of the throwing issues and stuff, that's what, like, really worried me about where his head was. Yeah, it looked at, like so. it was in his head. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Benny's on the line. Good morning, Benny. Tr, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Great. Hey, uh, uh, my boy from Shattuck, Gerton, 
my hometown and went and seats next. Uh, now, star. hang on, hang on, hang on. He officially lists Gage as his hometown. Well, he's from Shattuck. He well, you're going to have to take that up school. with him. He's played high <laughs> Then he's fighting for him. He's taking him to Shattuck. <laughs> he played so, high so school sports at Shattuck. Does Gage have a high school? No. They moved okay. to Fargo. It's so, Fargo, Gage, Fort Supply now. Okay, but so maybe he grew up. Maybe he grew up in Gage, but went to high school in Shattuck. Well, that well could be. I'll ask one of my okay. friends out there, but I right. think uh, he played at uh, all his high school sports at Shattuck. I'm just telling you, he says he's from Gage. <laughs> well, tell him that my friends out west say he's from Shattuck. <laughs> okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> okay. Hey, my other question is: uh, when will he? When will his next start be? Will it be Friday? I would guess Saturday. Saturday. He started okay. Saturday last weekend. I would guess okay. he'll start one of the two doubleheader games this Saturday. Okay. And my other question is, a uh, uh, great call on the game yesterday or Sunday. Excellent call. And uh, uh, the, the Willis kid that got the base hit, I thought you were going to come out of that booth. Uh, how many players can uh, be on a roster, uh, OU baseball roster, how many can they travel? Or is there a certain amount that they can yeah, take? Yeah, that not? has. I, I need to get an update. That has changed the last couple of years has because it? of COVID and some adjustments and uh, uh, college baseball rules, frankly. <laughs> so let me see if I can ask some questions I've, and get I've some uh, update on that. I think too. it's different in conference play as well. Yeah. Yeah. than in non-conference play. So let me see if I can get the updated number for well, you. Well, that would be really interesting to, to know what that would be. And and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in on Saturday. I'll be able to hear hear the broadcast I, uh, on Saturday when Gerton threw. I, I was listening. That's your guy now, huh? Uh-huh. You're, you're, Sh- you're Shattuck High School. You're a big Brendan Gerton guy now. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, all right. Hey, <laughs> he was awesome. He was awesome yeah. uh, against Tennessee. Four innings, nine strikeouts. And he was yep. a power pitcher in high school is what my friends out there tell me. Yeah, he's from Gage. <laughs> well, they'll dispute that. I'll, I'll call my <laughs> friends out there, and they can ask his dad, ask his parents. <laughs> hey, right. one more thing. When will the Cobra year be over? Uh, for, I just got an answer. 40-man roster. 40? Everyone can Everyone can travel in non-con. Wow. 30 can travel in conference play. 30. Okay, yeah. well, that answered my question. Well, what did I you just ask that. me before before that? Um, when will the uh, COVID thing be COVID? over with? Is this the last year for it, or when will it be worth? 21, 22, 23, 24. 24. I think this is it. This I is think it. that's right. Is there one yeah. more? I, I don't think so. I think this is it, right? I think this, this, year's, I think this year's the end of the COVID years. Maybe there's one more. Well, all right. Thanks, Benny. To hey, be determined, you, Benny. There's an election coming up. Could happen again. Let's see. Let's uh, let's see. That's exactly <laughs> right. I'll talk to you later. In the history of the show, nobody has asked me more questions I can't answer than Benny. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, all the time. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Oh, man, I've been enjoying this hot apple cider all morning, Teach. Ah, yeah. It's good for the throat. I'm worried about you a few minutes ago. You're getting all worked up over OU football and uh, using the voice, straining a a little bit there. Thank you for reining me back down a little bit, Teach. I just don't, don't like the disrespect, you know? All right. 
uh, I got a call from uh, someone at Bama yesterday. Actually, two days ago, and I returned the call yesterday. And they get together every year at the SEC basketball tournament, much like the Big 12 announcers do. And they have a breakfast instead of a dinner, and they solve all the world's problems. Okay, We're talking about the broadcasters, the engineers, you know, the, 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 the crews of the SEC. They get together, and they eat, and they solve the world's problems. Now, when this individual called, I thought it was going to be to invite me to the, uh, the golf, the summer golf outing that I've been told that they have, <clears throat> but it wasn't. They wanted to know if we would, uh, Craig and I would Zoom in this year to uh, introduce us to all the people in the league. Uh, this, uh, you know, here in a month or less, a couple of weeks, I guess, if we would Zoom into their breakfast uh, so that everybody could meet us. And uh, this is the engineer at Alabama. His name's Tom Stite. Great guy. He's the Michael Dean of Alabama, TJ. He's been there for a long time. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll zoom in. I'll zoom in and uh, meet him. I didn't want to tell him. Like, I think I kind of know almost everyone already. Like, they're not going to. Like, we've met almost all of them. Not not all of them, but almost Class, all of them. Class, one... this is our new student. Right, Say hello yeah. to Toby. It's spelled with an I, a Y, not an I. Exactly. So uh, it's kind of the first official, uh, you know, thing, uh, be a part of the SEC thing, I think. I'm going to zoom into the broadcast breakfast here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Why aren't you say. invited to the breakfast? Well, I mean, I'm going to be in Kansas City. <laughs> I would We're, I would bell and go to the breakfast. During the Big 12 tournament. I, I know. I would just bell, okay. go to the breakfast is what I'm saying. You like breakfast. Fly to Nashville to participate <laughs> in this breakfast. <laughs> right. I don't hate the idea. Maybe we'll have a night game that day in Kansas City. I can there you fly go. to Nashville, there you go. be in the breakfast, fly back. Uh, no. So I'm going to wear a name tag, Teach. So, hi, my name is Toby. I'm with Oklahoma. Thank you for letting us in your conference. We'll try to uh, clean up after we leave, wipe our feet before we come in, all that kind of stuff. Just apologize I'm going, for Teddy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going in with an attitude. I do not like these guys. And I haven't for a long time. I'm not talking about the broadcasters. I'm talking about the conference. I can't hide it. I, I'm going into the SEC with an attitude. <laughs> they think they're better than us. They, They've always thought they're better than right. us. And they act that way. They now act, now they, you they can they think you're better than everyone. I know I'm better. They carry themselves with an arrogance that, that uh, reminds me of Texas. I think the SEC is Texas on steroids. And for some of them, they deserve to thump their chest. But that's a small percentage. Most of them haven't done anything, and they're just claiming everything because they're in the SEC. So I'm going in with an attitude, Teach. You just walk in there and you say, oh, you think you're good? Look how many softball championships I have. That's exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, it's good to be here with a 62-game softball winning streak. Yeah, all right. Well, I probably should be in like down. the 80s or 90s by the time you have the breakfast. So <clears throat> probably ought to calm down a little bit. <laughs> They're good guys. It's today. Look Everybody at you, me. old Miss guy. Your eggs are all runny. 
Just like your nose, you loser. That's what you say on the Zoom. Well, I just like, you know, I was like, what does Arkansas deserve to carry itself with? What, like, why, exactly. what have they done? What has Arkansas done in anything that deserves to, other than the, hey, we're in the SEC? Texas A&M. What has Texas A&M done in anything to deserve to carry itself like they're anything? Right? Oh, Lee, I am wound up today, aren't I? Jim, and Christmas. <laughs> You went to the doctor yesterday. Did he put you on some strong drugs or something? I am on steroids. I am on a, con- <laughs> that's what a it considerably is. high dose that's of what, steroids. That's what it is. It's the steroids. My muscles are bulging right now. <laughs> i got to calm down. All right, break time. Uh, Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. I am craving, like, endless shrimp right now, TJ, ever since we brought that story up. <laughs> Coconut battered shrimp sounds great. Chris Plank, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I know what story you're talking about. I'm good, T-Row. How are you? I am good. I'm going back down I-35 today to call a baseball game. DBU, right? DBU, yeah. What, what a cool little stadium that is. DBU. I think I think that's the last baseball game hey, I got to call. <laughs> I got to do something you used to do all the time this weekend. What's uh, that? I watched a game in the dugout or the end oh, of the game in the dugout. Isn't it awesome? And I was like, man, Chris, this you know, how many seasons did we do it like that? A couple? Three? Uh, we got to do 11, 12, and 13, oh. yeah. Or, okay. I'm sorry, 12, 13, 14, my bad. I, 11, football, 12, Baseball, yeah. 12, 13, 14. Was it really so three full years? The first it, it might have been two years, and a half, yeah. First three years you did color with me? Um, that, That's what you're saying. Yes. So, <laughs> Sorry. They all no, run that's together. Good. That's good. And uh, uh, what an awesome – I mean, just to feel the energy down there and to uh, kind of see the guys coming on and off the field and the strategy and all that kind of stuff, is it's super cool. So It's really yeah. neat. It's I'm, I'm yeah. glad you got to do that. I, I know mm-hmm. I was – we had just got back, and I texted you, and when you said, I'm in the dugout, I was like, what? It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great energy, right? It, it, it really, really is. truly is. I mean, you don't think of a baseball dugout as being that. Now, I was down there for the Tennessee game, so maybe if you go down there for a you know right State game this weekend, <laughs> it will be a little more dead. I don't know, but it was really uh, hopping. It was fun. Did you find yourself getting into it with a, come on, kid? Let's go. Oh, yeah. You get oh, yeah, sucked yeah, yeah. in the next I thing you heckling. know. <laughs> I was heckling the umpires. They didn't know who I was. They, they were they, TJ, remember when they couldn't figure out if there was three or four balls? Was it your and fault? They, they went in and uh, took forever. Right. And then when they came back out, everybody, the dugout, the crowd, every time there was a pitch, is like, ball one. You know, was, <laughs> they were trying to help them out. Oh, yeah. I was, I was into it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah, it was um, because it was our first two years and then the, the first year of Pete. And then mm-hmm. some of the second year too. I think we were able to do that for about four years. So that's an odd. Th- those dugout reports were always so. What's the best way to put it? Uh, Insightful. Aw- it, thank you. But I would also say a little nerve wracking because 
you're seeing something and you're like, uh, I don't know if Can I, I want to say, say that. Right, yeah. exactly. And it's so in the moment that we're right there. And they would give, I mean, Gainsey and, and Pete and even Sonny at the time, they would let you anywhere. You know, you could walk through the dugout. You could, we, we usually had a camera well that we were in. But I, now, Sonny didn't care. Pete, when he got there, was like, what are oh, yeah. you doing here? Yeah, exactly. It took him a while. Yeah. Uh, he warmed up. I became like a fourth coach for him. Maybe that was part of the problem. Basically. I'm totally kidding. But, yeah, it's just it's a it's a great experience. I wish everyone could have an inning of a tight game sitting down around the team like that. Yeah. It's just – it's really cool. Hey, yeah. I, uh, I had a scenario relayed to me from this weekend involving my wife, and I'm curious to get your guys' perspective on it. Uh, it was a big FFA event this weekend up in Purcell, the heart of Oklahoma. Future Farmers of America. That's right. And uh, we finished, after winning the week before, we finished DFL. So I don't is know what happened. Pig? Yes, the pig finished dead freaking last. What did he do different? Huh. Didn't prance as well? The pigs don't do anything. <laughs> it was the same <laughs> pig. It was the same pig. Changed. Nothing changed. Higher competition. Was he in the SEC this weekend? No, he was at Purcell. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Purcell is the FF, it's, it's, the SEC of the FFA. It, it I don't is, know. It much is definitely more uh, pigs. Yeah. Uh, much more, much more but talented. Where they did win. he win the week before? What'd you say? Where did he win the week before? Lexington. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so, a big step uh, up. Don't Lexington bring that up. Don't bring that up. They won't like Sorry. that. That's right. <laughs> so I, uh, my, my wife and my daughters went to have lunch at a Mexican restaurant, and they said there was a guy who immediately spotted them and said, I'm, he was speaking in Spanish to the wait, waiter and said, I'm buying their meal. And a couple times he would point over to him and like put his hand over his heart, you know, like, love you or whatever. Huh. And so he paid for their meal. And then, like she said, even a cup, he like would stand up in the restaurant and point at us. And because of you, he loved the pig or he liked you. <laughs> I wasn't there. Uh, that, I, was he flirting? I, see, that, I, did he think. And now remember, they got up at like five in the morning to go get ready. So I don't. Did they look like a single mom who works two jobs? You know, anything. It was National Act of Kindness Day this Friday, uh, so maybe he was. Maybe he was Saturday. And yeah. then they asked. She was asking him what the waiter was saying, and he he couldn't really explain it because he was speaking in Spanish the whole time. So she's my, creeped out. My daughter, especially. But he never like came over and sat with them or anything, or, or even that said is hi. that's extremely that's weird. Uh, that's that, a problem. That yeah. the waiter didn't just know he just wanted to do something nice, and right. or he came over and said, "I listen to your husband. I'm a huge fan of the place. That would be hilarious. That would if that would make sense. If, if you're gonna buy my wife's dinner, you need a good explanation for it, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Toby's on randomly. steroids. Don't get him started. <laughs> I'll come fight the guy right now. To, where's he at, Chris? <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, Chris, have a good show today. Toby, have a great day, man. Thank you to you fine folks for listening today. Pre-game starts 6 o'clock tonight in Dallas. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.